What is going on? Welcome to the live stream today. Uh, this is DGen Dad's podcast, and we'll be talking about the meteoric rise of Web3 games and the transition of Web2 games coming into the Web3 space. And of course, we have the man, the myth, the legend joining us today, Chris the Coffee. How's it going, man? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> What's up, man? I am great. Uh, just to let you know, we are broadcasting this to Twitter Spaces as well, and your mic is muted on the Twitter Spaces. So that would probably be pretty important for our listeners on there um, and to let me up. But I I'm good, man. I'm good. Lots of bullish news on Web3 Gaming this week. So I think, you know, our topics are really going to center around that. Absolutely, man. So what, what let, we, I mean, we got a lot of topics to talk about. All right. We got. The VV Disney 100, um, Board Ape Yacht Club Key. Um, there's a lot of integrations from some of the biggest gaming platforms and engines like Unity as well, jumping into the Web3 space just a couple days ago. So we have a lot to cover today. Um, let me unmute here on the old ye old Twitter. Uh, and we'll get this going here. So if you're tuning in on Twitter, welcome in. We are streaming on YouTube as well. So we're trying this new space. Uh, this kind of setup uh, to do both. So uh, welcome in if you're over on Twitter and I'm piping in the audio uh, of Chris Coffee as well. So Chris, uh, yeah, man, um, what, what are you even up to? Let's let's dive into that real quick and then we'll we'll shift over to the main topics. Uh, I got another big sell this week. I mean, big relatively. I, I sold an NFT that I that I got for free um, for 0.69 ETH for the culture. I think it was like $1,300 at the time. That's like my third sell over half an ETH in 2023. Um, so, you know, feeling pretty good about that because I, I still don't really do high risk uh, plays. So, you know, low risk, high reward is really been working out this year. Um, pretty interesting story behind that, but I don't know if now is the, is the time to share. But I'm feeling good about that. And then I had another good call this week with the Sinners and Saints. Uh, those did pretty well. I only bought one and sold it, but it was a pretty good play. They went from mint, uh, which was like below 0.01, and they jumped all the way up to 0.0. They almost touched 0.06. Um, you know, some people I know stacked a lot of those. So NFT trading this week has been good, but really the NFT gaming news is what's really been drawing me. Uh, I've been watching Mongrel for a while, ever since he won that golden key in Dookie Dash. And, you know, he listed it for 3,333 Ethereum. And probably just like highballing it just to see what offers he got. And finally, this week, he accepted the 1,000 Ethereum offer on his golden key, which is around $1.6 million. So that was pretty exciting to see. And I think that's a big win for the NFT space. No matter what project you're in, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that. And a lot of people are going to be wondering how they can monetize uh, Web3 Gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that one's a big one, man. Um, we're talking about Mongrel. X Fortnite. I mean, he's not X. He's like still professional. Um, I watched him compete literally live when he was competing in tournaments back in the day um, when Fortnite like literally blew up. Like I was there at the beginning and watched Fortnite just go to meteoric like levels. And he was the one that was very interesting to me because he would do these like cool like speed. It, his whole thing was like thinking so fast. Like he was known for doing all those courses and like running through them at record time. So to see this again, and we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before, but um, to me, it's not a surprise that he won this key. But uh, this is interesting. We could see more. And me and you, Chris, we've been talking about this. These big streamers coming into the Web3 space, not only to make money, but it's fun. 
and you have fun games like mm. Dash. Although I was priced out, um, I could I could get disgruntled about that. But um, uh, in in terms of like that participation, I think that was a success in itself. Um, and as more games are accessible, I think that's going to also unlock other streamers and other gamers to come into the space um, and want to either earn or own their assets. I think it's just a natural progression here what we're seeing in the space um any thoughts on that yeah when you said you're priced out uh i remember us talking about it on this podcast and it was at 1.2 1.3 ethereum and we were both saying that was a good buy but both of us at the time kind of had our ethereum allocated other ways and uh, I, i haven't checked the floor very recently but i know it's been over two eth for a while I don't even know what it's at right now. So it would have been a good trading play as well, but also just a fun experience to participate in for all those that did participate. Um, I do. Yeah, it's at 2.38 right now. I just had to double check. I, I do want to say too, uh, one interesting thing about a mongrel, because you probably, if you're on Twitter, you've probably heard this and you know, it's, it's been filtered around so much, but I don't know if you know this, but mongrel on that same vault has 13 other passes. And a lot of them are higher. All of them are higher ranked comparatively. And some of them, he has like number two. I think he has like number seven. So he's probably going to see a lot more big sales besides that number one. It's not going to come in compare. It's not even going to come close. But more than just making 1.6 million, I mean, he could even make upwards of 2 million. And then I also heard that he has another wallet with about 13 more passes. So Mongrel went heavy on this, not just for this number one, but for others. And he has a bunch of the top passes. So he's about to, he's about to make some serious dough. That's what it's all about sometimes. <laughs> um, now, that would be nice, you know, to cash in on some of that. Um, <clears throat> man, that, that's incredible to watch. We have somebody tuning in, becoming a DJ dad soon. Heck yeah, man. Let's go. Welcome to the DJ dad tribe here on the stream. So happy. Um, congratulations for that, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, $4.99 yeah. from SoCal Omi Homie. Happy Thursday, says SoCal Omi Homie. Hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for uh, donating some coffee and energy drinks here on the stream, <laughs> man. We appreciate that. Uh, it keeps the dads going, man. So we can, uh, speaking of Dookie Dash, you know, pay for Dookie Dash diapers and toilet paper and all kinds of stuff. So, well, yeah, man. Another uh, thing is like, dude, when I was like a teenager or even like in my uh, earlier 20s, like I would have loved to just play this game all day and all night until like I like got the best score, you know? But like right now, life is just so busy between like work and kids and like everything like that, that even if I did compete in the sewer pass, I'm an average gamer, but like, I don't think I would have given it enough attempts uh, compared to somebody who was, dude, there's people 12 hours a day, like, you know, trying over and over again. And I just wouldn't have been able to keep up with that. So, and and, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about that is like, where, like, what can we expect out of future games for people who are just busy? Like mm. how will like play to earn games or play to mint or whatever, like how will they factor in to people who just don't have time to allocate all their time to it? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. And I think that everybody should be asking themselves that right now, because we're about to enter into a big um, web three like phase in the not so distant future um, because we're literally watch- watching adoption and things being built. Um, including Unity with all their integrations. We'll get into that in just a minute, but yeah, man. Um, that's a good point you raised, man. And what I say to that is definitely have a strategy in place. I mean, um, that's a question I've been asking myself too the past year or so. And, uh, you know, you you got to 
think of it like real estate, you know, is what I kind of think of it. If you can get into some of these uh, projects or games at a low cost and maybe hold some of these assets, um, I, I'm treating it like real estate. You know, I may not be able to manage kind of everything or be able to actually play all these games. But what I can do is invest into some of these, not financial advice, because we're, we're just entertainment only, baby, here on the channel. <laughs> but invest into these low um undervalued assets right now sure. and if you can get into some of these things with um either land token or assets i think those are all great things for for dads like you and me or maybe moms out there watching as well or family um that could be a good strategy because again chris you brought a good point up we don't all have 24 hours in the day you know me and you aren't single we don't have that single life anymore where we can just grind you know, 17 hours in a day on one game anymore. So we got yeah. obligations and duties, you know. I will say it was cool, and you'll see this at a different scale too. Um, like people like playing Dookie Dash like with their kids. Some of them even like kind of forcing their kids to play for them, which I don't know how I feel about that. I'm sure some of them really liked it though. You know, it's like, hey, you know, get a high score and I'll I'll buy you something nice. Like uh, because I mean literally, dude, like if the, if your kid was a good enough gamer. At, you could like share profit with them or whatever. I don't know. That's a very interesting experience though to see like families kind of like participating together, you know? Yeah, it's really cool, especially if the kid like already loves it. And it's just like, here, like, do you want to play this game? And it's like, sure, why not? And then, you know, who knows? You might, you, you know, you, your family might actually come into wealth because of that kid was playing that game. So you never yeah. know. I mean, um, yeah, there's, there's some weird topics out there we could kind of get into. Like, I mean, Time and time again, we see, you know, parents doing stuff like that um, in general and not really into games. We haven't seen it in games like that before until obviously Web3, but um, we have. So we have that um, now quickly before we get into the other topics, I, I said I was going to talk about VV Disney 100. So let's talk a, a little bit about VV updates. Um, Disney's been dropping, you know, they did Kane, uh, Kang, um, I mean, and then they did Encanto, which had the Disney 100 like kind of seal on the on the logo or on the picture so i do expect more um i'm su I'm surprised we didn't see a mando drop because Ma the mandalorian season two or three or whatever came out mm -hmm. uh, yesterday i still expect something a grogu uh, a mando more disney 100 stuff um i think maybe even a platinum mickey i don't know we'll see um but yeah that's kind of my speculation there um uh, maybe the, did, the you, did you ever see ant-man did you ever watch it no, I'm going to wait for that to come out. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, like, obviously, spoiler, like, not really spoiler, but, like, Kang's a, a big part of it. So I, I was, I didn't go for the Kang, um, but I was excited, like, to see Kang involved just because, like, I'm becoming more of a Kang fan throughout this, like, this set of the Marvel Universe just because, like, that he's the, he's the big dog, you know, Thanos was the last one, now it's Kang, uh, but yeah, Ant-Man really gives you some good insight uh, around Kang. Yeah, for sure. So the market's kind of cooling back off. Even like the Lambos are kind of going down in price. Um, other stuff still selling, though. People are, I notice like the Grails. Every once in a while, I'll see Sergio um, in, you know, the VV automated Twitter account. That, that, that VV automated game. Twitter account is clutch, dude. Like that's how, I, that's how I keep up with sales nowadays. Yeah, and I'll see a lot of the grails still move. Like people are like, "Oh, VV." Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it. You know, I know VV isn't as liquid as it, it was, 
But again, that's not a surprise. It's not a shock. We're in the crypto winter. So you kind of get what you get here. But one thing I, I do see is a lot of those kind of blue chips and grails on VV. They're still moving around. Um, people still are picking them up. Um, and I think they're transitioning into like long-term holders. And that's something like two years ago, what I was kind of saying is we'll see this long-term play out. And I think that's kind of what's going on here in the crypto winter land of if, if, even the VV market. So. Yeah, we had 14 hours ago a uh, secret rare Spider-Man sold for 6400 which obviously is like substantially down, but at least there's still some kind of volume there. Do you think right. VV will ever, it, it is, we're referring to the v, at VV feed, it's a VV Twitter bot, bot that like tracks uh, sales data. Like 17 minutes ago, a Iron Man sold for $129. But uh, do you think VV will ever step into gaming like with their assets? Um, also... Yeah. This is a layered question because I'm, I'm going to ask you something else that's kind of, it's related but not quite the same. Uh, remember when we were at Decon and they announced they had like that anime style game? Uh, wasn't that like backed by Omi? Like, do you know any updates on that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've been watching that closely and um, it looks fun. It's like a, a side scroller. I like, I kind of like that kind of um, a ninja esque type of games like that. Um, We'll see how the I, I'm curious how like the tokenomics are going to work with it, or if you're going to be able to use Omi somehow to, you know, maybe it's like a quarter machine, or maybe there's skins. I I don't know. I, we'll see how that plays out into the token. But I I think that Omi, um, I, I'm not really sure if they're going to get into gaming right away until there's like uh regulation and clarity around it, maybe. Um, but I could actually see them getting into it. I, I think it's kind of ineb inevitable, in my opinion, as long as these like games aren't like, you know, making because with games, you actually have the benefit of uh, skilled gameplay. Uh, if like you can do skilled gameplay and win crypto and that's not considered like security because it took skill to actually win that. So there, there's some actual loopholes around like security laws. So. Maybe sure. they do something with that there. I uh, I do think that we'll be able to have our assets do something and certain experiences, maybe gaming. I don't know. It's too early to say. But it what's not early is that they have gotten into Web3 games, like with that game you're talking about, Chris, and another game, um, Epico Regal. Yeah, so yeah, Epico Regal. Those are two games. I think they'll continue to add games and stuff like that to the ecosystem for sure, though. Dude, uh I don't know if this is too harsh of a transition, but like MetaMask has been making some like major steps in uh, in gaming this week. Um, I am not a technical person as far as like, like I'm not a developer. So some of the wording goes a little bit over my head, but I'll pull this up on the uh, YouTube show. So like to show everybody, uh, but I'm also going to read this real quick. But basically, just to give you a, a very quick recap of what all MetaMask announced is they're allowing devs to connect their wallets, um, their, their, their games to wallets, sorry. Um, you can, you'll can you be able to trade in-game assets, which we can talk about in a second, Kyle. I'm wondering if you're just going to be able to literally skip the marketplace and like have those in-game items like in your wallet and then trade in your wallet. Like That'd be crazy. And again, that's something we could talk about in a bit. Um, they're offering a, this is actually really cool. They're offering a hundred K grant to bridge web two game devs to web three. So imagine you're building a game and you're just like a regular developer, you know, and like, maybe you're already established, maybe you're not, and maybe you don't care about NFTs, but somebody offers you thousands of dollars just saying, look, just try this out. You know, like, Hey, like if you can build on this, we'll give you money. 
to do it. To, to me, that's a huge onboarding. That's literally a financial incentive for game developers to like bridge to Web3. So maybe with that $100,000, you know, I don't know how far that can go. Obviously, it's going to be like just more indie games because I know like making games costs a lot of money. But either way, I think it's cool that they're like paying devs to bridge to Web3. And then they also announced after all that that they're teaming up with Hyperplay.xyz. And this is gonna this is the part that kind of goes over my head. Hyperplay XYZ basically is an aggregator for Epic Games and GOG games and some other games. Basically, it's gonna overlay MetaMask to every game and allow developers to, re to release for free through these stores without the fear of deplatforming or extractive fees. Would mm -hmm. you be able to translate that a little bit for because to me it sounds like they'll be able to launch on Epic Games without like consequence but i don't see how that's even like legal or possible and that's the part that i don't really understand do you, would you do you kind of grasp that better than i do yeah i think it's just a um a way of like so just to pull up this comment because there's a misconception here um when you have a connection and i know vb nfts aren't like portable to medmask uh, yet but um when they do because i think they will be interoperable one day uh, that's just my opinion um, so when we're able to like say port our NFTs to MetaMask, or maybe you actually have the in-game asset itself in your MetaMask, like Shrapnel is one of those games, um, Alluvium and many, many others that you can, uh, well, I know Shrapnel, Midnight Society, um, there's Ayo. a bunch of, um, Phantom Galaxies. I have some NFTs in my MetaMask from that game, but once we're able to connect it to uh, Epic Games, it's just going to unlock the asset in the game. Or um, that's kind of already what Phantom Galaxies does. It, it basically you connect your wallet to Phantom Galaxies, you launch the game, and it identifies that you have that NFT in your wallet, and there, therefore you're able to play like Episode One or a beta, or you you get the in-game uh, character. And so with blockchain comics, um, VV NFTs aren't. They don't have to be made for the game. Um, games could identify that you own, let's say, like the the Todd Batman, and then you go to connect your wallet to a game, and then they identify that you hold that NFT, and then they could say, okay, you get a cool skin in the game. So that's kind of how it would work. Because um, I agree with you, these collectibles aren't made for games, but what they are just actually a just token, right? It's just a token or non-fungible token that you can identify or use for whatever you want. Um, and that's kind of where I see like the, the interoperability with games um, and things like that in the future. But that's exactly what's happening here with Epic Games and that HyperX and MetaMask um, mm -hmm. connection here. And we're going to get it more into that. Like I'm going to pull up, Chris, you have a, a screen here you need to share too, but I'll pull some stuff up in here in just a minute just to showcase. Whoa, that's tiny. How do I zoom in? Um, um control and then use your scroll wheel and scroll up on it wow what the heck yeah. you just taught me something new but it didn't it still didn't zoom in it zoomed in on my screen but it didn't zoom in on the uh yeah i don't know how oh <laughs> yeah. there it goes there, there it goes there it goes that's oh we enough. we can do that and just commentate over it yeah that's fine uh, i was just gonna show what i was talking about this is their metamask announcement for hyperplay xyz and uh, some of the write-up over it. Uh, but there's one specific thing that I wanted to show that they posted. 
this was their announcement for the SDK and the Unity Asset Store, uh, which allows Web3 uh, enabled features within the game itself. But this is a really cool little demonstration that they have. So you can easily buy, own, and trade in-game assets, collectibles, and currencies. And as you can tell, there's like a little inventory over here with items like sunshades, a little rocket emoji, and a key, and then boosters, and then you can learn. But dude, if, and then you even got like a level, you got quests, characters, and items. But if all this happens inside of MetaMask, like that's crazy. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we were kind of talking and hitting on the head there is that, um, let me see if I can make, make us normal again. There we go. Um, is connecting your wallet and it just identifies like what you already have in your wallet and that unlocks stuff in the game. And that's what I see happening and playing out. We're, we're seeing it literally right here. And as a matter of fact, let me share my screen real quick as well um here but there is other integrations as well let me see if i can actually i'll also go ahead and pull this up for the twitter space for whoever's joining that just so they can see it as well all right so unity not only did metamask but they did some other big um web3 projects as well so we can see here um let me see if i can zoom in on it for everybody but they integrated IMX, Solana, Aptos, Altura, Tezos, um, Infura. I already said Immutable, Akin, Akon, I don't know, or ID, uh, Algorand, Dapper Labs. So you got Flowchain coming in there, Infura, Nefta, Truffle, and of course we already said MetaMask too. So there's actually a big list of these Web3 um, integrations that we're seeing here in Unity itself. And these are SDKs as well. So uh, again, going back to what i was saying earlier is you'll be able to connect your solana uh, wallet your aptos your altura your tezos wallets like all these different wallets in different ecosystems um and be able to connect them to games and that's kind of the point here is um you know enjoying your assets in the game um and altura is interesting because altura is a little bit deeper than um, some of these projects. So like Altura lets Web3 game developers integrate their game into Web3 and it's like super low cost. It's kind of like a quasi, it's like MetaMask and IMX having a baby. And that's kind of like what Altura is in a nutshell. Um, but a lot of these are very interesting right here. Um, IMX, we know that they have the um, passport coming soon for gamers that will be able to do exactly sign in to you know their games like with a click of a button or sign into imx so mm -hmm. that's interesting to watch that um but what's really the same with all of these integrations into unity is they're all making it easy for web3 or game developers to get integrate nfts into the game that's literally like what all the, this whole point of like all these integrations are so um anyways any thoughts on that like all these you know, crazy integrations. Uh, ver they're on the verified list too. So that's that's also something important to note. I think it's exciting because it's not just exclusive to one chain. You know, it's allowing any wallet from any chain. I just made a kind of a joking tweet yesterday that like, I'm not an ETH maxi. I'm just too lazy to trade on other chains. So like this, like allowing things like this, you know, you won't have to have it all stored just on ETH. You can kind of use, it will allow people from all of these backgrounds like Aptos or Solana or whatever. So uh, I, I like that. And yeah, and you, 
you can see this is their verified partners list here or solutions list. So um, out, right off the gate, you can see um, Algorand, you can see Altura, Aptos. I mean, these are next to some of these like real big other integrations as well. So Dapper Labs right there. Um, I mean, this is this was very good stuff. Immutable X, you can keep going. Infura, mm -hmm. all this Web3 all over it, man. Um, this is huge. MetaMask right there. Um, again, this is their verified list. This isn't just like some Joe Schmo. Um, this is Unity's action. I mean, this is big. Um, and we're, when we're looking at Unity, a lot of mobile games are built using Unity. Yeah. Um, and mobile game makes mobile games make up seventy percent of like all gaming revenue, beating out console, PC, all of that. Um, so this is massive. I mean, this should not be understated at all about like what Unity is doing here. So. Yeah, I've, I've always argued that we're going to see Web3 gaming mass adoption through microtransactions, not necessarily through like the Fortnite and the Call of Duty. It's not that that's not possible. I just see that happening at a much later date if that happens, but I, it, it can incorporate with like mobile style games fairly quickly, uh, just as long as we pass securities and kind of actually develop the games. Uh, so I, I definitely see it being on games like like my favorite mobile game is Clash of Clans. And like, I could totally see how something like that could be Web3 oriented. I don't think Supercell is going to pick up and make it Web3, but I think that other builders are going to make games like that. And that's going to be Web3 focused. Hey, uh, I appreciate that, Kago, for the 90s buzz cut. Hey, I do have my, uh, I should have put on my Buzz Lightyear shades and then I would have the buzz cut with the Buzz Lightyear shades. And that would uh, maybe, that... maybe, maybe I have something going there. Maybe that's my online persona <laughs> is buzz so uh my collectibles yo what's going on we got a fellow streamer in the house uh my collectibles uh one of the man this he's grown into pretty much a juggernaut in the community and not only that um one of like the blue chip creators and things like that and what i see as um a blue chip creator in the collectible space so uh shout out to my collectibles man um we're going there we're going we're going to uh Web3 is going to be adopted into games and it's going to create this big snowball effect. And, and what my opinion about this too is it will tie in directly to collectibles because it just goes hand in hand together. Um, and like, again, you, we could use our collectibles that are based in on NFTs to you know have cool assets in game as well later down the line. Um, and Blockchain Comics says, imagine the licensors complications so this is true um there'll be complications but there already was complications with licensors with nfts but here we are so i think over time that will work itself out in my opinion uh, battlestar galactica um they're on they're on gala games that's a that's an ip and that's a brand um that's been around for decades and they're on gala games and we have the walking dead on gala games um, and then you have major celebrities working with Gala Games as well. So again, long run that those stuff will be that I think that'll just work itself out. Um, Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Complications? Um, yeah, yeah, I think there'll be complications. And I do agree with one of the things blockchain comics said earlier. Let me see if I can find it. He said, well, he said these collectibles are not made for games. Um, I am kind of on the like hot take of I think if VB does incorporate uh, collectibles with games, I think that it's going to be designed like that from the start. 
So I'm not necessarily saying they couldn't use current collectibles. I just personally don't think they will. Like I, I think they're gonna like be straightforward. Like this drop's coming out. This drop will be integrated with a game that this company is making, and it's all gonna be right there. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, facts to back that up. It would be more so me thinking along the lines of like Alex mentioning that they're not gonna go back and give the golden moments utility. Um, and I know that there's also been talk of, especially around the golden moments, just like of, of there, you're distracting the heck out of me. <laughs> no, keep talking. I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I know. <laughs> um, oh, got a Al Jordan because yeah. today you was, just, the, you just open it. I lost, I lost my train of thought. Today was the FA, um, or is Hal Jordan's FA, right? Um, on DC platform. We got to get into that. Speaking of DC, Chris, but keep talking, keep talking. No, go for it. Go for it. No, no, I'm, I'm opening these cards. You can go. Basically, in conclusion, I, I don't think uh, current collectibles are going to be gamified. I think it's going to be like labeled like that from the start. I would be able to make a bull case around that, but now it's probably not the time. So, yeah, what I see is um, you have platforms like Altura that integrate with other platforms that are NFT marketplaces. So if you stake like their token, you get like an NFT, for an example. Um, so I do see like um, uh, these platforms, what they'll do is they'll just collab with each other because cross collaboration is marketing. Um, and I do see that playing out long term. So I do think we'll see like they could like, for instance, Gala Games, um, Paul Barron asked the founder of Gala Games, like if he would consider integrating VV with their games. And he said um, he doesn't see why not. So again, um, it's possible. I think it's possible, but, uh, to blockchain comics uh, point, uh, Bitbender, the founder of Gala did say that, uh, Battlestar Galactica was really hard to, um, work with because the licensing. So yeah. great point there, but, um, those can be worked out with teams like VV that have like got all the licenses to do NFTs themselves. That was a, that was a feat in itself to, to get that SDK is the just standard, um, is I believe it stands for standard develop uh, developer kit. So it's a SDK yes, is a, standard software development kit. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's what that means. So basically giving tools to uh, developers essentially. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I don't even know how many people play like IP based games. Like I know the miles Morales, the new game was pretty big. A lot of people played that. I don't know. Like, I guess Harry Potter would be pretty big. And th that's been a big played game. But like everybody's talking about using like Marvel and, and DC for games. I personally don't really know of any big, big IP games right now. Uh, there's, there's games like, uh, what was that? Like Smash Bros style game that had, that incorporated DC. Um, it was, it was just like Warner Brothers smash or something. I don't, I'm not really sure. That was a pretty cool game. Oh, that DC is, Multiverse. Yeah, DC, DC Multiverse. Yeah, 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 that was a pretty cool game. That incorporated IP, but like, I don't know. There's a lot more like Call of Duty and Fortnite players than there are like people that use like Spider-Man and Batman in games. Unless we're just talking about like skins and stuff. Yeah, uh, well, if you look at Fortnite 2, they've integrated IP into their games. They so, have, yeah. Um, again, I could see a Web3 integration like uh beyond fortnite i don't know like how long fortnite stays around or stays relevant I, it's been around for a long time obviously um but they're they're typically back then there used to be like life cycles now fortnite could become like a call of duty where they just keep 
iterating and doing things. Um, or we could see the next Fortnite, which is comes from a different developer. Mm-hmm. Um, just this just happens in games all the time is you'll have just this big game pop off. Everybody loves it. Um, and I think that will happen with a Web3 game. And I, I do think that we will see in-game assets um, just based off what we've seen with Fortnite. Because um, at one point, like people didn't really consider Fortnite like a, a kind of a metaverse, but they changed the game when it came to that in terms of a Web2 metaverse and having concerts and Travis Scott yeah. in there and things like that. Um, so I think one day we'll, we'll see that. It's just, it, I think it'll just take time. Yeah, uh, Fortnite it struck while the iron was hot, like as far mm-hmm. as uh, battle Royale style, like it wasn't the first battle Royale, but it was one of the first to really pop off. I think it was that. And, uh, I was another one that people were playing a lot at the time. This was way before call of duty jumped on the train, but that's what Fortnite. They, again, they struck while the iron's hot. So we'll just have to wait for like this new, like innovation of gaming. And then hopefully a web three game can be there and ready when that happens. Right. And again, like just going back to the Unity solutions here is, um, man, that's that's big right there. Uh, that's showing literally the trajectory of where Web3 game or games in general are going. If Unity, the engine that a lot of games are built on, and we're talking not just games, we're talking metaverse. So AR, we're talking about all these different AR applications, all these different gaming applications, these metaverse applications, entertainment applications that are all built using Unity. Unity is one of the most universal piece of engines out there that work with like all the AR and VR headsets out there. Um, so again, this is showcasing the trajectory of you just connecting your wallet and seeing your asset in VR, AR, in game, in metaverse right here. Again, this is the, the writing literally on the wall um, of what's happening and the transition we're seeing and the fact that big streamers like mongrel are playing um you know a web3 game winning significant yeah. money shows you um exactly the trajectory of the future i mean this is again in my opinion the writing on the wall i know you keep up with sandbox and uh sandbox you know recently they acquired a gaming studio s viper games um, I don't know the extent of it, but essentially they said that this would be be able to enhance the multiplayer experience, actually create a new multiplayer experience and help with like game builds. Have you heard anything about that? No, um, but I have been collecting in the sandbox and yeah, uh, yeah so I, I've been collecting sandbox avatars that are undervalued. Again, I'm very bullish on the sandbox long term. I know people are saying there's a misconception with sandbox, by the way. Um, so we'll get this off my chest here is people thought the users were actually super low. I think that it's actually averaging like 39, 40,000-ish average, daily average users, which is not bad at all. No, not at all. But what's Decentraland was like ridiculously low. Yeah, and well, with Sandbox, what's going to happen is you have more brands coming, you have all these games being built out, they're all like launching, and um, you have more celebrities coming into it. What's going to happen, Chris, is it's just going to snowball, and you're, it's going to come to a head. And mm-hmm. there's just going to be this big hype bomb surrounding it, just like what we see with any other type of adoption. Um, and they're having like a concert, DJ Tiesto is like the head of this thing. I mean, this is like, this is it's just going to happen, I think. That's just my opinion. Um, so I've been looking at sandbox um, avatars. Again, Chris, you were saying earlier that, you know, how are we going to spend all the, all of our time in the sandbox? I'm just going to invest into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Isn't uh, Quid doing a drop soon that is integrating with the Sandbox avatars? You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So Quid, uh, the other collectible uh, platform that we we know of, um, they're dropping. Uh, it's called Interstellar Realty, and they have developed a integration with Sandbox. And so if you had a certain mintable NFT, um, then you'll be able to basically um, take your NFT and port it into Sandbox, just like what we were saying earlier. That non-fungible token can be verified in a wallet, and guess what happens with the sandbox? It spits out an avatar. But yeah. on Quid itself, it might look like a sticker. It might look like a 2D. It might just look like plain old NFT. But guess what? Sandbox is able to identify that NFT. And um, you know, since they have a partnership with Quid, you can play with your avatar in the sandbox. Really cool stuff. That's coming soon, uh, right around the corner. Yeah, I think there's another drop with it, like uh, March 10th. I don't remember the exact day of the, of the drop, but I was pretty excited about that. One of my reasons that I like even started using Quid was because I saw their integration with Animoca, and then obviously Animoca's like everything surrounding them. And uh, then I like found out about the Mintables. So I'm actually I'm very excited for that drop to come. Yeah, speaking of which, well, um, I'm I'm going to be doing giveaways uh, moving forward with um, on Quid with Quid. Uh, and we'll be giving away like some boxes and things like that around this whole um, this whole sandbox thing. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And also, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that on my Twitter and in these these streams that we're doing. Uh, yeah, we-, we should do, we should give away because um, I'll also be able to uh, something to our our if we're going to consistently do Twitter spaces surrounding these lives. We should do something for our Twitter space attendance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for the Twitter folks tuning in, uh, be sure to like and share these because we'll definitely be giving away, like we'll be definitely giving away raffles and things like that for people listening in on Twitter. Heck yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, Yeah, man, I think that's most of what was covered as far as Web3 gaming this week goes. I mean, it all kicked off with the Mongo, so. We got one more. I got to show this too. So this is um, what we're looking at here is the GDC 2023 Diamond Partners. And guess who is on the list here? Can you see Amazon, that? Amazon, AWS, Epic, Google, Epic. Facebook, Microsoft. Whoa, whoa. You missed one. You missed one. The one before Google. I can't read it. It's Gala Games. Ah, Gala. <laughs> and then yeah. underneath Epic Games, what's that one? Bro, it's so small. Here, let me put it on my other monitor. <laughs> it's small That's because me. i have this to the side so it's already tiny oh i see it better now uh we have pico polygon polygon something with really small letters you we made something else with really small letters so the big one's Yaha-ha. there <laughs> yeah and so the the big ones there chris is gala games polygon they make no mistake they don't they don't apologize for being web3 the biggest Web3 projects in the space around gaming almost yeah. is Kala and Polygon. Right there on GDC, this is the Game Developers Conference of 2023. So Heck this yeah, is a big dude, deal, awesome. man. That is it, a big deal. And another one, um, some speculation around AWS. Remember, we talked about it last week and the week before, Amazon getting into NFTs. I mean, this could be something specifically, here. Specifically gaming NFTs. That, and guess they were, what? Yeah, they're very GDC. specific about that. Yeah. This is gaming developers conference. So we could see something around this event. So some alpha right there. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Could be nothing. But man, this is, we, we've heard spring. And guess what? 
it's basically spring. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll see something here. I'm very curious. I'm watching this very, very closely. Like this would be the announcement for the Web3 Gaming? Ooh, uh, SoCal Omi Homie. I'll donate to giveaways. I got some stuff to donate. He says, hey, hey yeah. I'm down. What were you asking, Chris? If, if you think that this conference would be the announcement for Amazon's Web3 Gaming Protocol. It could be. It very well could be. When um, is this? So this is, um, it says March 20th through the 24th. So this is literally, I mean, this is spring. This month. This is yeah. this month. Spring. I mean, this, I mean, what are the odds? You have two major blockchains here and AWS. Now we yeah. know AWS, this just makes sense. You see Google, Meta, Microsoft, the big tech companies. So it literally could be nothing. All right. But, you know, who knows? Um, Cavernous, yeah, integrates with the VVverse. That's a good point because Cavernous works with Unity and Unreal Engine. We know Unreal Engine, um, they're going to be integrating Web3. They already have it on the Epic Game Store, all these Web3 games. They've actually been tweeting from their main account about Star Atlas, a major Web3 mm. game. Yeah, I remember, um, I remember that, yeah. Man, again, the writing's on the wall, guys. Uh, I mean, uh, Web3, we didn't even, Web3's not hiding anymore. It's out there. It's out there. We didn't even mention this, but I think Pixelmon dropped like a very long white paper for their game. And it pumped up prices again. But, dude, they've raised so much money. And they have, like, so little to show for. I just don't yeah. know how I feel about, <laughs> feel about it overall. But it's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's another game. Again, all these games are going to start coming online. Um, GameStop's promoting games like Alluvium, for example. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Is- mm-hmm. Yeah, GameStop. Yeah, GameStop has their NFT Twitter, and then they have their regular Twitter. But on their mm-hmm. NFT Twitter, they promote a lot of the, obviously, a lot of the Web3 games for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, GameStop's integrated directly with uh, Mutable X and Loopring. Yeah. Comment, watch for the alpha. Thanks for all the extras. You two are awesome and very generous. Thanks, Kyle and Chris. Hey, Daniel Marquez, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate super, you, man. Super active, man. He's he's always he's always around. Super supportive. Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Appreciate you, Daniel, for being here, man. But uh that's all I got on the gaming news. Sure. Chris, what's up with that DC news? I heard you got some DC news for us today. I got nah, bro. I was, I was reading your FUD on Twitter. You know, what? You're, you're like, man, DC's closing their uh cash out. I'm leaving. Something like that. I don't remember what you said. Nah, that's what the Gale said. That's what the oh. Gale said. <laughs> Now, um, apparently DC Marketplace is changing payment providers, and I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. I think, honestly, this is more of like an opportunity than it is like a problem because they're like lowering cash out to like, what, five bucks? Something like that. Like, it's ridiculously low right now. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're giving you a couple weeks to like, if you do want to cash out, do it now, and then they're going to like be in the middle of changing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, this is interesting. They're accommodating users, like you just said, lowering fees, and then ramping up the process um, of processing these transactions uh, so people can cash out uh, sooner. Yep. But um, let me see if I can pull this up on screen real quick here. Is it the announcement? Yeah, uh, so like they sent out some email emails here um, that said that we are writing to inform you of upcoming change to the cash out services available 
to your DC um, NFT account. Please note that your funds are secure and will not be impacted by this change. We are disappointed to report that Circle, our payments provide uh, payment services partner, is phasing out their wire transfer services. This change affects all of their existing partners industry-wide, including the DC marketplace. So this wasn't necessarily limited to DC marketplace. Um, I think Recur was actually using this as well. Uh, but uh, Recur has multiple options, and I think somebody kind of mentioned that as well. But I think Kay tweeted about it. But Recur is also, just a side note, they just added uh, cash out in USDC. I forgot. It was some stable coin. I think it was USDC. Yeah, well, cool. it, I mean, Circle is USDC, so I don't know. We'll see. Oh, um, got you. I think they have a fiat um, pay, a cash out as well, so I think they're fine. I don't think they'll have to, like, they'll probably find another, like, service provider, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's kind of, like, the second part of the email. We won't get into that, though. It's just showing that they'll accommodate users and process transactions as, as soon as possible um, while they look for other partners and things like that. Um, but again, a lot of people flooded Vivi for something like that, but, um, this stuff just happens. We're so early. You never know the the space is just, I mean, it's just all, there's constantly things changing in the space. Yeah. I didn't really care for either. I mean, like it's, to me, it's just pretty obvious that it's a change in payment provider. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's kind of how I viewed it last time. I know people are like putting on all these like Twitter spaces. Like I'm like, it's literally just wire and they almost went out of business they got funding now they're back um it is crypto winter but uh, circle maybe it's more like a regulation thing and they're like hey we should probably stop doing this um who knows i don't know we'll we'll figure it i'm sure they'll figure it out yeah but um that's pretty much it on that last week we saw ubisoft launch their avatars on sandbox uh or it was like a collaboration with rabbits you liked that one chris the rabbit i did like that one yeah because i i remember the rabbits and like that's just gonna be cool to have them as like NFTs or incorporated with NFTs. And Toei or Tao, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're responsible for Dragon Ball, all that. They yeah. partnered up with the Sandbox. Um, again, things are coming to a head with Sandbox, man. I'm telling you, I, I feel it in my bones. Um, Would you? Do you think Sand Token is a good play? Do you own any Sand Token? I don't own any Sand Token. It's I think a long term, like very long term. It's kind of like Omi. It's just going to take a long time to to do something um, significant. But once it does, it'll it, it'll be a good play. I think the play on Sand was like last year when it was like super duper low, and then that had like this huge metaverse run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I haven't looked at it in a while, to be honest. Number forty four on Coin Gecko. It's at sixty seven cents, which is all red. Like yeah. one, one hour is red, 24 hours is red, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, and one year. And I was looking at it at like 30 cents, I think it was, where I was looking to kind of get into it. Um, I always like to, again, I, I'm very different. I'm, I, I, I can wait like very long for, to get into a token, like when it gets like super low. And that's when I kind of like to get into things. But yeah, I, I think it was for Immutable X. Like after hearing about the unlocks, uh, I was just like, not touching immutable x at first not because i didn't believe in the platform but because like just the tokenomics weren't there for the price sustainability i mean it's almost at a dollar but i mean it was it's actually up there it's up 50 percent in the last month but last year i mean it came out the gate at like five dollars i think it pushed all the way to like almost 10 
Yep. And also, um, yeah, Sandbox went to 38 cents. I was actually looking at it there, which ironically that was the the lowest it's it's been since you know for like forever. Um the peak of the bull run, it looks like it was at 351. So man, um yeah, that could be a good play. I mean, sandbox is down big. Yeah, I just I never studied the tokenomics of sandbox or sand token. Mm-hmm. Don't you earn sand token by like owning the sandbox land? I think you could have. I think there's like some stuff that you could do. I I, I don't know. I run the land to be honest though, but mm-hmm. I know like in games, um, some of these uh, avatars that um, allow you to earn sand token in game. So. Like, oh that's right you do like quests for like sand token i think yeah like with the rabbits that's exactly yeah. what they're doing is that's they'll cool. let gamers uh earn a sand by playing the game and like you know all that good stuff yeah um and what was the other token you mentioned oh yeah imx they're having token unlocks this month so mm, that's interesting <laughs> exactly exactly so be careful on that token um it's a good token there's it's not bad it's just that these token unlocks you start talking about it, man, and and people get a little a little uh, nervous around token unlocks and sure. just human nature. And I remember Omi when it. when they did the uh, the unlocks, it was like over two years every. I don't remember the month period. This is when I was like really analyzing the token, and uh, sometimes it would actually dump. Granted, this is more of the bull market, so there's a lot more volume, but sometimes it would dump more before the unlocks than it would be after the unlocks because people would be anticipating the unlocks. Mm -hmm. So like essentially the token would be down 20% and instead of the unlock happening and it going to 40%, it would actually like go back up. So during that time it was actually good to buy like right before, but that was again, bull market, much more volume, much more speculation. Uh, Right now I don't necessarily see unlocks being a good thing, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. People, I try to argue sometimes, like, oh, they announced this news, they did this, that, the other, but token unlocks, man. It's hard for people to get around that, um, and people just do what people do: is just take profits, get out of the, get yeah. out of the before then. And like you said, like people speculate even before the token unlock, like two or three months down the line, and start pulling a little bit out of the project. But oh, this is kind of funny. Hey, look, I'm gonna let me share my screen on this real quick. This is a. Uh... This is interesting for the viewers. Let's do screen one. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Immutable X right now, IMX, and uh, if you go, I've actually I don't ever check this, but if you go to the bottom right, the people also watched. You have Decentraland, Axie Affinity, WeMix, Gala, and In Ecomi <laughs> for the mm-hmm. like for like the recommended. I think that's kind of cool. It's like yeah, kind of paired cool. in with the Metaverse tokens. Absolutely. And again, I, I think that will just be more relevant too as they roll out the VV verse and all that good stuff. Um, I was going to ask you this, and I guess now would be a good time. So there was just an airdrop of this like prime token. Let me pull it up in a separate tab. And um, basically, they got the airdrop and then prime got listed on Coinbase. This is not it. And after it got listed on Coinbase, it pumped like a lot there's so many prime tokens what the heck i'm gonna go with this prime token i don't know which one it is 
All right, I'm gonna try one more time. If this doesn't work, then we'll just we'll just go off of. Okay, it's probably this one. Uh, it's at four dollars and twenty four cents. Uh, this is prime token. This is an airdrop. But when it got listed on Coinbase, it got, it got all the way up to like uh, almost eight dollars. It's not showing right now because it's so new. Uh, what do you think like a Coinbase type listing would do to Omi? Um, I don't know. I mean, it would it would definitely hype it up in the community. And I think the community itself would buy like the token or get excited about it. Um, I just don't know if it would do a whole lot in this condition of a market. Um, it, I mean, the, I think the price would move for sure, uh, but I don't think it would be like um, like it would be in a bull market. If this if they did something like that in a bull market, I could see like some really significant like moves in the Omi token. But um, again, crypto winter, man, is this one's a big one. So. Um, yeah, especially I think in the coming months, I think the the all these like crypto runs are going to kind of like peter out and there's, you know, the inflation numbers are going to be sticky um, and that's going to affect the market in the next few months. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not too like super bullish on on things in general. What I'm doing is just like DCA um, calm level headed approach, you know, just like the days of old, man. Oh, I can't hear you. Do you think that it's going to get better next year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, it, I mean that's objective though, because next year, like, we could may maybe like the economy slows down a lot. Um, so I'll be watching that specifically. Um, these are the things that you just don't have a crystal ball unless you yeah. are literally at you know the top of the food chain here you're one of the regulators in the know about some of these things um but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out um i think i'm more bullish on neck on next year than this year um sure. that's for sure so you know 2024 2025 i think that's when we'll start to see things um you know on the positive side a little bit more i've mentioned this on our podcast before um i've had some pretty smart people obviously not financial advice this is not even my like speculation um just things i've heard about the if it does turn around next year some people might be trying to front run that at the end of the year so we could actually see like positive price action towards the end of this year like in the crypto market now granted there's like a hundred things that could go wrong right now with like black swan events so if any of that happens it would like you know th throw a throw a wrench in the plan but i could i could see if next year is going to be a better year for the market uh even the last few months of this year people speculating on that yeah no totally i mean in december it's like cyclical so that's usually when the price likes to move around is december um yeah it's been that way probably since like the inception of crypto um i i always definitely get more excited in the end of the year than the beginning um in terms of like uh, January can kind of get looped in. Like that's usually when it, everything peaks out. But yeah. then after January's over, it's just like, bam, like crash. And then sometimes you see like a little summer pump um, and then it goes back down until, until like the end of the year. So um, again, cyclical kind of self-fulfilling prophecy in crypto, it seems like, but uh, I've studied a lot of the cyclical charts and they're very interesting. And I kind of, you, you kind of want to like let the trend be your friend sometimes, you know, in, in trading yeah. and, and investing. So, um, yeah, 
not financial advice at all though that's just entertainment <laughs> and yeah don't take like the trend and let like the i mean with the trends like that typical chart that shows like euphoria and then it shows like anger like that like the emotional trend is very real thing as well yeah for sure yeah if you can like rule out your emotions and be like cool-headed calm-headed and not be swayed at, at what people say or the news or even you know leaders or mainstream media um and you just do you um and you have your your strategy in place uh, that works for you. Um, I, I found that that that's the best that works for me. Yeah, um, is having my own strategy that I stick to, and I haven't changed it. Like I haven't changed it at all, and I've been perfectly fine. Um, and I will likely, I'll fine tune things, but you know, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, be swayed by other people. You have any alpha for us this week, whether that be on upcoming projects or like maybe even just like we talked a lot about gaming today, like a Web3 game that people could start playing today that you you find fun. You know, um, I've been kind of dabbling a little bit in the sandbox. I find it kind of fun. Um, cute little characters, the avatars. Um, you can find some at a really low price. <laughs> Um, you want to do your research there. Um, not all the avatars are created equal. Some are actually really expensive. I mean, if you go in there and you look, some of these avatars are like one, two, three ETH, like the Cyber Kongs. Oh, um, yeah. Those are expensive, but you can like look around and see some undervalued ones. Um, but, you know, Alluvium has the upcoming, their Alluvium Beyond. That could be interesting. Um it's kind of like their Genesis collectibles in a sense where it's just profile pictures, but maybe there were something one day when Alluvium has like, you know, 20 games and it's like a full on studio at that yeah. point. Um, that could be fun, but I'm still going to be more on collecting the actual Alluvatars them, or Alluvial Alluvials themselves in game. Um, I don't have a lot of alpha that's things kind of kind of are moving slowly um just be on the lookout for unity man and all those integrations i bet sure. we'll see some more announcements uh around web3 games in the not so distant future cool man what about you any uh any alpha uh not as much this week it's been really hard to keep up i was sick at the end of last week being this week so i'm trying to like rekindle um and, and catch up but like not a lot is going on in the market besides this gaming news like mm -hmm. there's some cool things happening like Huga is dropping a cut art a high end art collection as Bitcoin ordinals, so that's pretty cool. Ordinals are kind of like catered towards high end art because at the end of the day, like as far as like blockchain goes, like Bitcoin is the most secure and is going to be around for the longest. Um, so that I could see like that being a good place for Huga to drop their high end art. Now, personally, like I think there'll be some huge sales. Uh, it's an auction, and then I think there'll be some huge sales like from that, but I still think it's kind of a cash grab from Huga. I, th I think they got, they lost a lot of revenue from royalties, like the royalty problem with OpenSea and Blur. And uh, they're kind of like, you know, we're thinking of other ways to make revenue by dropping a random collection by a random artist on as an ordinal. Um, but ultimately that's pretty cool. Uh, not really alpha there unless like you're like high risk, high reward. Like maybe you want to win one of those auctions and try to flip it. But 
that's it's going to be it's going to be complicated it's going to be expensive not something i would personally get into um trying to think of anything else if you are trading obviously still trade on blur because that season into airdrop is still going you know there's there's uh more pieces of the pie this time but like if you're trading then why not just trade on blur for that you know i got a notification from ledger about they did an nft drop like uh, on their they're doing a lot of stuff they have like a web3 integration on ledger as well um i find what ledger's doing is really cool so if you don't have a ledger i i may you might you might get one i don't know because i feel like they're they're doing a lot of cool things in the space in general well they've had that ledger marketplace pass for a long time like that genesis nft collection and yeah. then that collection, our ledger has their own marketplace. Obviously, I don't know how it's a, they're they're marketing it as like the most secure, which makes sense. I mean, ledger is kind of known for their security. I watched that for the longest time. I just kind of never acted on it. It was kind of expensive that I just didn't really feel like buying it. And the discord has like pretty bad, bad communication. So I just like never got involved. But I was like watching that for a long time. Yeah, we'll see what they do in terms of Web3 games and like. Um, I don't know. They have a cool product. Um, I feel like they could do they ha they have even more potential than what they have currently. Like they could become like the Apple of Web3 in a sense, like they put out quality products. Everything yeah. they touch, it feels like, you know, high quality. Now the marketplace is a hard thing to compete with because there's so many out there, but I could see them do more fun things and integrations with like Web3 games for sure. Yeah, I know they one of their big drops was like that bricks drop. We we talked about that a lot in the channel. I they ended up just be doing too high of a mint price and too many additions. Like a lot of people do in this market, that's a big mistake. Uh, I think they recovered from it. I I really kept up with it. A couple of people on Twitter I know like keep up with it. But besides that, I, I don't. I haven't really been keeping up with the whole ledger marketplace. Yeah, I I yeah I haven't either. But uh, it always interests me to see kind of what they're doing. Um, that's pretty much it all for the stream. Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment. Um, I told you guys about the Phantom Galaxies Alpha. If you hold their NF some of their NFTs, you would have got um, a snap a snapshot for their their mechs and their avatars. So um, I completed the entire like set of the stuff you needed there. So I'll be getting like the mechs and avatars on Phantom. Oh, dude, where was that alpha at? Uh, I it was on stream. I, I talked about <laughs> it with you on stream. That's pretty um, cool. And then that well, that happened like weeks ago. The snapshot, or like a week or two ago. I think it's been like two weeks. So I'm I'm like patiently waiting for that. Um, that's a fun game. Um, because they'll it's gonna be universe. People own planets. Um, they'll probably be yeah. like clans fighting each other for like, you know, supremacy of a certain part of the galaxy, like Star Wars or something, or something. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. Um, <laughs> but uh, man, I don't know. I don't. There's just a lot of games out there in general to play. I do think that with all these big announcements surrounding Web3 gaming that we might go into like a gaming meta. And if that's the case, there might be some good trade potential with like gaming projects. My Not 100%. <laughs> yeah. So my some of the ones I can think of on ETH are just like I don't like like i don't like mechaverse at all like there might be a play there because like they're considered gaming but like i just i was there i remember the disaster of that and yeah. i don't really want to be a part of it have and you then, seen speaking of mechaverse though have you seen core games 
Mm -mm. So they um, built a a entire like metaverse for Mechaverse, and it's like a it's more like a ma a map, like a mini like a map, and it's like the Citadel. So they kind of I feel like they copied Neo Tokyo a little bit on that. Um, mm. And they have customizable drivers or pilots. And so, like, you can go and collect those pilots and play in core games as that pilot. Because um, core games has an integration with MetaMask. Again, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. MetaMask integrations with uh, these types of gaming platforms. Uh, Neo Tokyo launched their map on core games as well. So, um, it's you can also token gate certain rooms. So, like, if you want to get into this club, you have to have that NFT in a neo tokyo one to get into the private club area oh that's cool that's cool and it has proximity chat so you can hear <laughs> your friends around you so y'all could all be in that room talking like yeah. if you were in person that's and cool yeah so i find core games um what they're doing um and their studio is called manta core games but um core games really interesting um i'm i'm excited about the future of what they're doing because they're born out of the web three space and do you, do you remember in phantom galaxies during the first playthrough mm -hmm. that there was like this bar you could go to and then there's like a room behind the bar you needed a code to did you ever get behind that i never got really? behind that man. i never did either no. i never did either i just thought about that i was like i wonder what's behind that i like the music in it though that <laughs> yeah man it, well it, it reminded me of what you were just saying like it would also be kind of cool if like It'd probably make people mad, but like if Phantom Galaxy was like, well, in order to get to this private club, you need to have this other asset from a different game in your mm -hmm. wallet. And then it's like, oh, well, that's a, you know, th whatever this token is only uh, section and kind of have that. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, that's right, similar right. to like Metaverse, but yeah, I don't know, it'd be kind of be kind of interesting. Yeah, or, and, and maybe there's special perks and special uh, items. And so more than just a social part, like, you know, you can only get this item if you go into that that back of that bar or like do this quest or whatever. Like a POAP or like some kind of thing like Basically that. Basically a POAP, yeah. See, that that's exactly what like I was kind of hitting on earlier is that's what I see the future of gaming and metaverse is these like unique experiences um, and cross collaborations between these games and, and projects. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of potential there. I think, like you said, I think we'll eventually just go into a, a Web3 gaming meta and... Like if you're doing your due diligence now, you can already position yourself into these exciting, super um, undervalued like NFTs and assets, not financial advice. And then by the time we get into this meta, you'll be like Gucci and then you can do whatever you want at that point. My brain's kind of spinning on the possibilities for that, man. Like say mm -hmm. I launched a coffee project and I like bought out a room like in Phantom Galaxies and like if anybody goes to that room then they can like now attach an item to their like uh mecca that's like a coffee decal or like yeah. something or or you can like press you know how like fortnite has the dances you can like mm -hmm. press the dances and they pull out a cup of coffee and like take a sip or something. yeah like those type yeah. of integrations would be so cool yeah and uh there's games kind of doing that like uh i think alluvium with the, the different skins with other projects um again we'll see a lot to that the, those cool things but where can we uh, buy alluvium skins? Like, can you buy them right now? Uh, I don't. I think you can. If you own land, you can like mine for them or whatever, scan for them. But I don't. I don't think you get a. You don't get to keep them right now. But when the game launches fully, 
you'll be able to, to like um scan for like blueprints for skins okay. um you'll probably i mean obviously you'll be able to like buy them on the secondary market as well um and there's a few other ways you can i think you can craft skins as well in the main game by like you know collecting resources and things like that uh oh before i forget chris this one's a big one actually is japan is launching um their metaverse economic zone i don't know if you heard about that i did a little bit but you want to elaborate yeah so these major like japanese companies are getting together and they're starting this metaverse economic zone like fujitsu and mitsubishi two of like some of the biggest brands in japan um and we got to remember japan is the number three country in the world of gdp ranking so it's a massive country with a huge gdp um and they're getting together and they're specifically focusing on web3 interoperability and art like rpg games and web3 games and fujitsu launched an accelerator program specifically uh for web3 so they're not they're not messing around so we'll full-on go into a, a metaverse gaming um gold rush here in the not so distant future in my opinion heck yeah man that'd be great um I also have one more question about Luvian before we move on. Uh, like, are you like actively like doing things with your land right now? Like, do you have to like collect resources or is that kind of like on yeah. hold until like more stuff is released? I- I've never bought Alluvium land. I know how do you, you own, I would assume you own uh, land. I don't actually don't own land. I just, I really? was gonna, yeah, I was going to buy, I was going to buy land. Um, so I bought a bunch of SIOV2 which is their like in-game synthetic token. Yeah. It's supposed to be on parity or, you know, with ILV. So I still have that. And I actually ended up never spending my SILV too. Um, and so I just kept it. Uh, but I do know about the game is it's in beta or it's in alpha. So you you can test it. You can you can do all the things you want to in the game, but you don't get to keep anything. So once that so uh, you could see how if you own the land you could see what it would do you just don't get to mm-hmm. keep it right that's cool so that's a video you... on this that'd be, that'd be nice there's like a video on this somewhere <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of videos there's um uh scoriox does videos tsg there's a there's a lot of good creators like vetamore cool. and yeah. many, many many others uh that do videos um about the like dynamics of how it works um godson he's a big one he he's really good godson like figured out some hacks in the game i think um, i've watched i think i've watched some of his stuff yeah so why don't you uh, own land like what, what, are you going to the reason why is because i've been trying to figure out a strategy in terms of like how i do things in general and like going back to what you're talking about is like i can't spend all the time in the game um the main game mode i want to focus on is going to be the overworld in the main game mode. Why? Because I want to collect the actual alluvials. And the land game gives you all these different resources that you can also use in-game or sell um, and do all the blueprints and all the cool things like that. But I want the actual alluvials because there's only going to be one time in Alluvium's history that you'll be able to really be at the beginning um, and be able to collect these Genesis alluvials and then long term, when the Bondi curve happens and all these alluvials phase out and like literally get deleted out of existence because people have to have a bunch of them to evolve your alluvials, um, these Genesis alluvials are just going to be worth um, a lot of money, in my opinion. 
not financial so, advice, but that's why I'm going to focus on capturing them. What's the alpha on that? Like how, how do I be one of the first to capitalize on collecting these alluvials? Um, just be there the day of the launch. No, everybody starts fresh. Nobody has an advantage. Okay. Um, the thing to be doing is maybe taking a look at SILV2, um, which I don't know the exact price of SILV2. Um, it's like 0 0.03 ETH. Um, I'll have to take a look at what's the price of ETH right now. Anyways, what would be, uh, my guess is it's in the 1600 range, but I haven't. All right. Let me look name. up the price. The 1625. So 48 bucks. Um, and ILV is worth $81. So you're getting almost a 40, you know, $35 discount or whatever on SLV2. Yeah, because you can only use it in game. You can only, yeah, right now, but it's supposed to be on parity with ILV. So you catch my drift, you're getting a discount. I do, yeah, I do. Um, your arbitrage opportunity there? Yeah, <laughs> no, there, no, there was. There, well, there yeah. was. Um, you could, uh, back then there was, um, a little bit more when there's more liquidity. Um, now, yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to buy it for the game, it's probably best to buy the SILV2 or whatever than it is just ILV if you're going to use it for the game. Yeah, and so Kyle Omihomi, um, he spends a lot of time um, diving into Alluvium. I mean, he's got a lot of land. Um, he has six Tier 1s and a Tier 2 and a Tier 3 um, as well. So, Can anybody play the beta now? So you need, for the beta, you have to either have some kind of special access. The team has to have you, like, approved. Um, you can, like, register for it, I think. Um, you can win competitions to get into the beta. Um, the land game, you all you have to do to play the land game is just own a piece of land. Um, okay. And you can play, you can play the alpha um, until it launches. Or whatever. Or until they close the window. Um, but that's pretty much it. What was your other question? I'm just trying to get the alpha on it, man. I've like I've been a spectator of Alluvium since like it started, but the only time I the only thing I've ever owned is the token, which I think I've since sold. Um, so two things yeah. with the token is ILV is interesting. It's the governance token. Um, you can stake it and all that all that fun stuff. You can I think you can actually stake SLV two if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there, but SLV two to me is interesting. Is because when all these games launch on Alluvium, SILV2, you need that in game for a lot of mm -hmm. these like these things. And right now it's it's almost like half price of the actual real token. And it's supposed to be on parity with the real token. So yeah. again, it's like, do you want to buy ILV at $81 or do you want to buy SILV2 at like 48 bucks? Sure. I mean, so again, it's more of a long-term approach to this, but again, if if Alluvium's gonna have a lot of gamers. Um, and people using this in-game token, does and it's going to be more usable than the actual ILV token itself to to a degree. Then you got to be asking yourself like, which is the better buy? What am I looking at here, Kyle? Can I like I, this is like tier ones, right? Yeah, I would recommend looking at Token Trove um, just because they have a map. Yeah, that's what I used to use. But I think you have to actually sign into Token Trove, or can you can you maneuver it without signing in? You might be able to maneuver and MacGyver it. Um, oh, here he is. Alluvium land. Oh, you're right. So we got assets, filters. So yeah. if, I want, if I want to, there's 0% tier five. What does that even mean? Uh, tier five is like a multi million really. dollar. Like 
I think that uh, the only way that they're going to sell those, and there's only like, I think two right now, and a total of like maybe five. I don't, I don't know how many total, but it's like super scarce. Um, those will go to like big companies probably that will bid. So for tier four, none are none are listed. Yeah, because it's that those what are worth a lot of money. Those uh, are worth this, a lot. this market is so fun. There's nothing freaking listed. Um, go, to, I, go to the actual market page though. I, not assets. I will. Hold on one second. Because it'll show you like the map and all that good stuff. Wait. The main page. Was there any? I, I wanted to try to find some deals, but there's like not any. There's no tier three listed. There's no dude. There's literally. Oh wait. There's got to be. I got to be looking at something wrong. Yeah, you're on like. Go to the market tab, not the asset tab. Like you're. Oh, you here it is. Yeah, That's go, what I was looking at. That's yeah, you clicked it. You're right. It won't let me click it. Oh, um, maybe sort by. Oh, here we go. go. There's the map. There's the map. So just use that. You can see the actual like land plots, which I I find interesting. Um, if you're serious about it and you want to like buy land in a certain like biome or region, uh, you can look at this map and you know identify like, hey, I kind of want to get one here. Um, and that's where your like little plot of alluvium land is. And then you can sort uh, on the top. So if you scroll up, um, by like the price. I just zoomed in, so it messed me up. Yeah, scroll up. Um, yeah, right there. Okay. So the price, you have to sort by that um, to the right. That little arrow. Yeah, lowest price. And then uh, maybe hit it one more. There you go. So yeah. that's how you sort. That's the cheapest one right there, man. And they're not cheap. No, they're not. 0.3 ETH. I do have like half an ETH in, uh, in Immutable that I actually forgot that I had. So I got a little bit of money to work with. I wonder what the so are there any tier twos listed? Let's see if there's any tier twos. Yo, what's up, Ricky Tan? Uh we Dude, got even wild, even wild the tier two the is one ETH. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, these are holding value. I mean, you had uh, I think you had a lot of VCs um on the actual land sale itself. I mean, you gotta remember it was a $72 million land sale in a bear market. Yeah, it was pretty um, nuts. Had this been in the bull market, um, I think it would have exceeded Yuga Labs' land sale. Other side, I'm not even kidding, um, because they did one in the bull market. And Isn't Alluvium dropping more though? Yeah, well, well so, it's so, all, so is it's so all is TBD. TBD but... It's all TBD. It's they're going to be okay. basing it okay. off of, um, like supply demand and uh, like taking it up with the Dow, I think, or something like that. Um, sure. I haven't followed up with it in a long time, but I know Aaron made like an announcement kind of about that. Like we're not going to, they said they're not going to drop land for the sake of dropping land like ever, unless they think that there's like more demand for it and it's beneficial for the Dow. Essentially, I think it's what he said. Um, so Maybe they're not going to sell right now. They're That's not going to, they're not going to do what VV did is, is just pump out the drops. You know, they're not going to do that. Dang bro. Shots fired. I need to Shots sound fired. <laughs> Dude, oh, bro, I'm a, excited for VB land, so um, that's something I am looking forward to. There was a uh, three ETH, I mean two point eight ETH sell five hours ago for a. This looks like tier two. I don't know what this is. Um, then there's another two point eight ETH sell. This thing actually has volume, dude. That's actually surprises me. Like these things are selling. Yeah, it's like one of the best projects on IMX. And then, of course, they have Alluvium Beyond with the Alluvatars, which are the PFPs. Again, a genesis of Alluvium. So if you believe in the Alluvium um, IP and brand um, long-term, 
then these are interesting plays. This is the alpha. I mean, um, again, it's like if you're on VV in the beginning days, um, you and you got in early, you you kind of just won by default. Yeah. Um, so again, here, this could be an interesting play if you believe in a, the Alluvian brand and IP and what they're doing. It's a, literally a decentralized gaming studio. Um, they're not focused on just, you know, one game forever and that's it. It's an actual full on studio. It's not just a game. It's a, it's like looking at Gala games kind of in a, in a, in a sense. And sure. of course the Warwick brothers, they're all like freaking geniuses in everything they do. So, so do you think um, the, you think with, with that case on Alluvia, I'm just being a studio, like, are you bullish on the token? Oh, I mean, it went to, it was like $1,800, like, a year, you know, like, yeah, but like, you're talking about, like, ETH is 1600 and, um, there's only 7 million ILV, like, are you kidding me? Like, and if you're talking about this, this being a studio, like, if you look at the market cap of, like, Activision, Blizzard, or whatever, like, it's like, multi, multi, I think it's like a billion dollars, I don't know what the market cap is, it's a lot. Alluvium like could be a big deal. I mean, we're talking about this is the Web3 space where there's a lot of sure. cash here. We're talking about the it's a global uh, market. It's like one of the first AAA games in the Web3 space ever um, next to like Axie Infinity. Like, of course, like, of yeah. course, I, I think this is a big play. Yeah, sweet for sure. And I'll it's got it. uh, deflationary tokenomics. Big time. Uh, now you do have to consider token unlocks, so that's something. Mm-hmm. Do your own research out there. This is not financial advice. This is just my opinion. I'm a financial advisor, but you 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 get where I'm kind of trying to hit at. If you yeah, enter in at these at these correct levels of entries, again, I I am like a freaking sniper. I'll wait days, weeks, months, even a year to make entries into tokens. Like I I have a patience like a sloth, um, and that's what I'll do. I need not now, but I need somebody to explain to me like I'm five everything around land, like the monetization possibility and the like resources, each one, like what to look for, what to shop for. And I, I might I might buy it. Uh, yeah, that that's the thing, too, is like it just depends on if you're like really going to be playing the land game and that's what really excites you and you're going to be doing this long term. Or um, I think they had plans to rent your land out. So if you're like super serious about that um, and you're treating this like real estate, then that could be interesting for you. But for yeah. me, I want to get into the token while it's while it's like early, um, while it's crypto winter. Um, and we've seen with the sandbox, the token outperforms land with the, that, at least in the short term. True. So there could be, again, a, a token play at hand. Counterpoint, um, though. Counterpoint. I do agree with you, but every day we get closer to actually being able to like use land. Whereas like last year and the year before that, land wasn't as useful. It was kind of just like either a lot of most land is like speculation still. You know, like is this gonna succeed? What's land gonna look like? What's running gonna look like? And all that. Like I feel like every single day we get closer to actually land having a bigger use case. I say that because maybe next run we'll see land compete with token price. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. I mean, again, it's all going to come down to what you're into um, and like what your risk appetite is for land. 
uh, for me, like it's a balance. Like I'm not going to be like overly excited about one or the other. What I'm going to be doing is just shifting my strategy as time goes on. And again, that's why I said short term, there could be a token play short term uh, versus like land long term. So again, you always have to rebalance your strategy over time, in my opinion, um, not financial advice, but that's just, you know, that's just how I fly. Um, because what I do is since I'm not a whale, I have to do that. Like I have to move stuff around. But if you're a whale, you might have a bunch of land and you're just like ready to go for the long term. Um, but if you're like me, like I'm, I'm looking at SILV two and be like, man, that's kind of, it's pretty cheap right now. Um, and then if land, like you said, if the land game starts, people are going to go and buy some in-game tokens, um, or the overworld launches, you know, and, and that's going to push the price. And then I could look at, look buying land on the, you know, on the cheap, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I know in the, uh, staking, that you can claim SLI V2 at any point, right? But you have to use it in game. You can't like sell it, like at least for like a year or something like that. There's like a vesting period. Isn't that but, right? Like, like there's a difference between claiming ILV and SLI V2 when you're staking. You can claim, it just depends on what you're staking. Um, but yeah, if you like, let's say you lock up your ILV for like a year, um, you have to be staking by the way, to get uh, revenue distribution. Um, and then for SILV2, if you're just using it for in-game, there's no need to stake it, um, I think, there. And then I don't know what your other question was. I, I was just kind of... I was thinking out loud on uh, the SLIV2 versus ILV. And like why SLIV two would be half the price if they're supposed to almost be pegged. Well, there's no game out technically. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's an interesting play, right? It is an interesting play. Yeah, it is. Because when uh, it it pumped when uh, there's a land sale because you could get SLIV two at a discount and it was supposed to be on parity with ILV, so you could buy land for like forty percent, fifty, almost fifty percent cheaper than if you were paying for it with ilv um and that's what i find interesting uh, yeah. again because... i remember you, i remember you talking about that around the time yeah i just i don't think i ended up participating all right last question and then that's all i have um what was meant of of land i don't remember like the price like equivalent to, let's say equivalent to either usd or eth what was the price of what land to mint oh it, it was a bidding it was like a um it was like a bid like drop or yeah, like um, a Dutch auction. Yeah, it was a Dutch auction style drop and it was like timed as well. So like they would do a batch of land and then the timer would count down. And as it counted down, like the price would de decrease by like every like minute or two. And then you could like try to hurry up and buy it if it reached your target price. But it was really competitive. I mean, every time I tried to buy at my target price, somebody else would buy it. So it was like it was like a VB drop. Like you yeah. thought you, you were good and then it just sell out like all at the same time. So what do you uh, think like the average price was like 0.3 maybe? Yeah, probably like 0.3. It just depends on the tier. It probably, yeah. since there's other tiers and those went at a higher price, I would imagine the caught, the average was much higher than just 0.3, but it yeah. could be, it probably was like, I don't know, 0.5, 6, 7. I don't, I really don't know. I think there's a, somebody probably has the information on that or they announced it somewhere in the discord. Cool. 
All right. Yeah. That's all my, all my questions for now on Alluvium. Yeah, there's a lot there, man. Um, it's definitely interesting. Something I'll keep an eye on long-term for sure. Uh, for many reasons, the tokens are 80 bucks. It's like how, how much percentage X, how many X's is that actually like down from 18 down more than we want to think about. It, it I went down. I, I remember the first time I started watching IOV, it was at like 300. No, no, it was at, yeah, no, it was at like 300 a token. And then I didn't buy any. And then it shot to like 1200 so quick. And I was so upset. And then I almost FOMO'd in when it dropped back down to like the $1,000 range or the $800 range. So it's crazy to think about where it's at now. It's down to like 20, 20x down or whatever. And <clears throat> yeah, it's there's only 7 million. Again, somebody said there's token unlocks. So again, do, do your own due diligence out there. Um, don't just jump into a token because we're talking about it. You know, this is just entertainment anyways. Yeah, I don't but, think I own any. Like I said, I bought like very few. I bought like two. Um, Like for like, I think I ended up buying at like 140 a token or something like that. I don't remember if I'm holding them or not. Like if mm -hmm. I sold them or not. But that's all I have. I mean, I'll probably I'll probably buy more in the future. I just don't know when. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, Ricky Tran said the uh, Ricky Tan said that the tier ones were 0.3 to 0.5 ETH. The tier ones. Yeah, yeah, those went that low for sure but out of like the entire land sale though i'm sure the average was like higher than that like oh yeah yeah for sure yeah. for sure um okay cool well that's all we got for this one lots of interesting talks may be sure to drop in the comments below share this on twitter if you enjoyed it make sure you like it if you enjoyed it as well share it with somebody if this if you find this interesting or find it entertaining and it could help entertain somebody else and also Comment below. What do you guys want us to cover on YouTube and Twitter um, about Web3 gaming, metaverse, NFTs? What do you guys want to hear from us and look, make us like we will literally read all the comments. And based on your comments, we might possibly look into it. So that's all we got for this one. We appreciate you for joining DJ Dads. Hey, dads, 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 dads. <laughs> Chris, did you have any final words to say or? GG. <laughs> You didn't want me to cut you off. Nope. <laughs> Dang it, I was going to try to. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. We'll be over on Chris's channel, by the way, next week. Uh, but yeah. be on Twitter. We'll be still on our profiles. And yep. we have a uh, DJ Dad's account now on Twitter. So be on the lookout for that. Peace.